Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> so before we start today, we've got to head over to Corrections Corner. We got it wrong. We've had a we've had a correction on the podcast. Uh, we've had a correction on Twitter uh, on the last episode that we discussed Mary Russell's car, and I have to apologise for this. And this is very serious error. Mary Russell's car. I think we erroneously indicated that it was... I said it was an MG. You said it was an MG, and it was, in fact... <laughs> an E-Type Jag. It was an E-Type Jag. So thank you to Claudia or Claudia. You'll have to correct us again, because I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. Claudia or Claudia, who is also our new patron. Woo! So welcome. Thank you. I mean, I can't be clear enough about the fact that, you know, we don't carry ads... We're still recording this on an iPhone. Um, <laughs> it's our patrons, really, who are, are making the difference for us to get on to like, the next step of um, having yeah, some better yeah. equipment and helping us to get our gin in every week <laughs> and eat our pizza. So um, we couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you so much to all our patrons. Yeah, thank, thank you. And you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash lovejoy. Actually, if you've got a couple of quid knocking about. Um, it really is just a couple of quid as yeah, well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Two dollars a the month. The lowest tier is two dollars. Which in... English money is two pounds. Thank no, you. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But, but it might as well be, and who knows? Yeah, it's going to be soon. Here's what's going to happen. By the time you listen to this, we'll have, probably have Boris Johnson as prime minister, and who knows what yeah, terror he will have inflicted on the world <laughs> and caused cause the exchange rate to plummet. Um, uh, well, I'm not sure. Enough politics. Welcome. Oh, proper glasses. You see, we can tell we're at Helen's <laughs> Yeah, except I've got a can, so it didn't quite have the full effect. Oh. Hello. 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 Should we introduce ourselves straight away, because we normally forget? Yes, hello. I'm Helen. I'm Paul. I'm Em. We are Lovejoy, actually. Yay! It's I've a podcast w- about Lovejoy. It's a podcast about Lovejoy. I like the idea there might be people tuning in now who are just going straight to this episode, having no idea what it is at all, but just thinking, oh, that looks promising. It's, so, got, maybe, it's got Bert Kwok in it. Maybe yeah. that's why. We can, we might have gained some more fans. I would tune in for this one because it's called Eric of Arabia, which I think is the funniest It is, it is a brilliant title. I don't know if it's it as good as Angel Trousers. Is it? I think Angel Trousers is funny once you've watched the episode. Okay. This one's just funny full yeah, stop. Yeah, funny full stop. And you can kind of... You, the image you have in your mind when you hear the words Eric Arabia is fulfilled. Oh, it, it, like in ten the times I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. It's, it's significantly... Oh, it was brilliant. So, yeah, so we're, as you might have guessed, we're discussing Series 3, Episode 6, Eric yes. of Arabia. Um, I was just trying to find a summary there, but they all contain a massive spoiler, so I'm not going to read any of them. Because they, they all contain a spoiler. Although, to be fair, we're going to get to one in about 40 minutes or so. <laughs> Presumably, anyway. But what would you, if you what had you? to sum it up in two okay. sentences? Um, Lovejoy is asked to value a Chinese terracotta pig. And suffers uh, an intense fever dream. I would add... <laughs> and Eric, Eric starts a new venture. I would add... Oh, that's and, really good. That's amazing. I would start it an incapacitated Lovejoy. Oh, yes. Has to. An oh, incapacitated yes. Lovejoy has to... Right. I did quite enjoy watching incapacitated Lovejoy. Although he wasn't incapacitated in the beginning. When he he wasn't. He was, he was capacitated at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> an incapacitated Lovejoy values a terracotta pig whilst Eric starts a new business venture. Yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, but very, so very, I was very confused at the beginning of this episode because it's called Eric of Arabia and immediately we're in Chinatown and can I just say, so I was watching this, it's London's Chinatown, so immediately recognise it as we live in London and my partner walked to the room and was like, oh, is it in China? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless him. I was like, no, that's clearly Chinatown. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, it was funny anyway. It, it even had the because it was filmed. I guess when it was filmed, it even had the restaurant that's in Werewolves of London. You know the song, the Warren Zevon song. And I want to say Lee Ho Fox. Is that right? Yeah, I went funny. to a Chinese restaurant to buy a loaf of bread. Oh, I thought you were going to say to buy some oh, yeah. <laughs> to buy a terracotta pig, pig, pig. Ooh. Um, so, I will yeah. say in this scene. And I know that I know this, but whatever. <laughs> Ian McShane has got the loveliest voice. Hasn't he just? Though? It was so It's why he used lush. to do the cart door ads. Velvety, mm. velvety tones. He has got a lovely voice. McShane. He's got a lovely voice. It was just beautiful. Um, so yeah, sorry Helen, I couldn't. No. It was on his way to see someone. Yeah, to see Flat Feely. <laughs> Flat Feely. Uh, what's he off? Who He's is off something? <laughs> Oh, what was he in? He, he, he appears in all kinds of things. Because Britain only has two Chinese actors that can be in anything. And they were and both in it. And this guy who I can't remember the name of, but yeah, he's basically the Scouse one, the one was, that was in Brookside. Yeah. yeah the one that, so where every time he's in something where he's playing, you know, a Chinese person, as in his ethnicity is relevant to the part, there's always like that moment of shock as Lady Jane does in this, where it's like, oh, you're Scouse, oh, you're not Scouse, Chinese. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> Let's just explain that He one. has been in something that I've seen, though, because I was looking up, I'm sure. Ozzy Yue is a well-known British actor. He's really well-known. I don't know what we're going on about here. He's been in Father Ted, All Quiet on the Preston Front, and Coronation Street. And he's also been in Nuns on the Run, which I think is where I remember him from. Um, and he was in Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, the film. Uh, who else was in that? Chris Barry. It's all connected, listener. It's all connected. <laughs> Because they've got this, basically, they've been commissioned by some someone. Oh, well, his name's Sir Desmond Clark, and he's apparently very famous. We'll come to that later, like, as in not just as an antiques person or something, but just a very famous person, but we don't really know why he's so famous. Oh, so I forgot to look up who the actor was for Desmond Clark, and he was famous. I'll cut that in later mm. as well. Sir Desmond Clark was played by Kenneth Griffith. And the reason he is so familiar is because he plays that bonkers old boy in Four Weddings and a Funeral. The one who says, don't be ridiculous, to Hugh Grant, when Hugh Grant introduces himself as Charles. Charles died 20 years ago! The other reason he is so familiar is because I've watched Four Weddings approximately one billion tea times. But yes, he, so Desmond Clark had quite a large presence before yeah. he'd even appeared on screen. And he's obviously famous not just for whatever, you know, because everyone seems to know who he is in the whole episode, no matter who they are. Um, and he's been commissioned by Sir Desmond Clark to get the, a provenance for this terracotta, Chinese terracotta pig, which was found, like, with all the with the terracotta army. It was army. meant to be yeah. insanely old, wasn't it? It was meant to be, we're talking like thousands of years, yeah. rather than most hundreds, hundred, yeah, rather oh. than hundreds, so literally thousands of years, 6,000, 7,000, Years, no, 2000, 2000 yeah. something <laughs> over 2000 years old. It was BC, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, pretty, pretty damned old. It's weird actually because they say fifth century BC, but they also, yeah, because I've read, 
I thought there was something odd at the time when I was writing it down. They said 1,500 years ago in the 5th century BC. That's not right, is it? That they've missed out a 1,000 years. <laughs> anyway, that's not our error for once. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I think they're saying that if it is real, so basically if it is a real terracotta pig from the 5th century BC, it's worth like half a million pounds. And Lovejoy's on a percentage, 2%. So I yeah. think that's 10,000 pounds. And is this where... Was, Flat fee Lee, he has a flat fee because it means he will always get paid. He's always guaranteed. He might get paid less. Sometimes he knows how much it evens out, and sometimes it. it, it, And we find that later on, actually, when when they're trying to get the other guy to pay a flat fee. But I do like Jane's sort of innocence. Why do they call him Flat Fee Lee? (laughs) She says, and it just makes it sound so inappropriate. Flat Fee Lee. I, I mean, she's got a lovely like, speaking I voice thought as well. That feet. Yeah, it did like, sound like feet That's really weird. What's that going to have to do with the plot? I thought flat the same. I was like, flat feet lead. But apparently we've just both got glottal stops that <laughs> mean that we can't hear the words feet, feet, probably. <sighs> anyway, but then we go to the ranch where Eric is uh, wearing a very, very fashionable, at the moment, white boiler suit. Oh, yes. Looking yeah. very... Um... They're literally selling them in toppers right now. A white boiler suit. White boiler suit. I'll send you a link. <laughs> I was like, oh! Is this in the men's or women's fashion? In the not, women's fashion. Not that it matters. I mean, well, let's, I did, let's all get ourselves one. If I didn't already have bike. my, um, if I didn't already have my denim one, I would actually probably get a white one until I'd watched this episode, and then I was like, oh, maybe not. So we're sort of um, skipping backwards and forwards. The only, I feel like the only time really these stories converge mm. is the bit that we're coming up to fairly soon with with the reason that Lovejoy becomes incapacitated. Other than that, for the fact that you've got two completely separate stories, I, I'm yeah. not entirely sure which one the main one is, and I'm not sure. It's they the both pig. seem to have even really. Waiting. They're like equal, aren't they? I wanted to go away from the pig. Normally there's constantly. a plot. Normally there's a plot and a subplot. Yeah, but you did. Because the other plot involves your boyfriend. I mean, that's not the news that you want to go away from the. Uh, but yeah. I thought the same because, like, normally there's two plots. But either, like you say, one is kind of sub subplot, or there is a connection between them, however tenuous. Whereas here, they were just two completely different stories. You could have had two episodes because plot number one is a pig, and plot number two is I don't think it's a spoiler to say relates to Eric of Arabia restoring. I wrote here the first motorbike in history. I didn't. <laughs> Basically a very early... Oh, it was so funny because it did just look like something that you see at those kind of regional fairs, 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 yeah, like a, a steam fair. fair, but 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 it but like steampunk type stuff. It yeah. was clearly it was, a pile of. I've read I mean, I know nothing about any of this. Fixing a super old jalopy. Did they actually say jalopy? In the I like the way you say jalopy. You you got you said jalopy. They didn't jalopy. say jalopy. jalopy. She jalopy. said it was such a plum. You made it sound like an ice cream. Uh, I'll have a double scoop of. Oh. Jalopy. Jalopy, oh. jalopy, please. Do you know what we've not done? What? What's the etymology of jalopy? That's what I'm going to have to look up. I don't know how to spell jalopy to look it up. I've spelled J- it. somebody's J- name, probably. J-A-L-O-P-Y. That is how you spell it. Do you reckon? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's the linguist. <laughs> it is the spelling. Well, maybe it refers to some sort of French... Jalopy. Jalopy. Yeah. The etymology of jalopy according to worldwide words on the internet. Yiddish is a candidate with schlappe, a term for an old horse that actually derives from Polish. A French origin has also been asserted from chaloupe, a kind of skiff, though why the name should have come ashore in the process of changing languages is not explained. A lovely theory has it that the word comes from an Italian-American pronunciation of jelly apple. The story goes that a jalopy was one of the decrepit old carts from which Italian immigrants sold this delicacy 
during the early part of the 20th century. Others argue that it has a link with the Mexican town of Jalapa, where old vehicles were sent to rest and recuperate. Actually, a Spanish origin seems likely, but Galapago, a tortoise, may be a more plausible suggestion, as a description of the slowness of beat-up old bangers. I give no guarantees about any of this. We have to leave it as one of life's mysteries. Anyway. And then there's a bit of weird sort of casual xenophobia. Oh, there's some... I've put that down. But actually, it makes sense in this sense because it is... Um, it's Tinker, who is older. Yeah. And he's like... Oh, yeah. He's, he's like you gr- about the ward, it, isn't he? He's, a, Eric's got a buyer coming to see the motorbike, who is German. Motorbike in massive inverted commas because I mean, I'm not sure that yeah. counts as a motorbike. And um, The machine. Yeah, and he's basically... Tinker's like, all oh, German, all oh, old soldiers have long memories. And Eric's like, don't be prejudiced, we're all Europeans. Oh, yes. oh yeah. we've had this quite a lot. This is a nice sort of consistency. We're all Europeans, and the Germans are the most European Consistency of, of the... Oh, my gosh, mm. but actually... Yeah. So what is this, 1991? Yeah. And now the we've got come down, Angela Merkel. Yeah. So the wall, no, the wall's come down. Wall came down oh. in 89. Because <laughs> that actually is reference, isn't it? It's reference a bit later on, I think. Mm. And, I believe uh, it is, yeah. Yeah, so the wall came down in 89... And so Germany is sort of Unified. reunited yeah. and becoming arguably the most powerful, or West Germany already was, but it's becoming the most powerful nation in Europe. It's really sad. Point, whatever your views on Brexit, yeah. it, it, for the fact that now we're in the position we're in now, and in 1991, Eric kind of represents this youthful, mm. uh, optimistic... Oh, bless him. I mean, it's so sweet. And he, but, he, but also, I like the consistency with the characters. Yeah. Because somebody's really paid attention to the fact... We commented on this. Was it the first episode of... It was series two. It was When it ago, came it? way, way back. The Not European in this projects. series. When he talks about, oh, we've got to be more European. And he mm. talks about business, doesn't he? And yeah. moving and becoming single market. All of this sort of stuff. Same. It was really sad. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. But it Same. was really sad. But yes, we get the uh, the uh, stereotype from t- Tinker's like your granddad in the corner of the room, just shouting racist, <laughs> yeah. random, completely unrelated race racist comments. So then, and then we so we, we do really chop back and forth. I think each is like scene by scene, like one story then the other. So it's a bit like, oh, I mean, for me, I found it a bit difficult to follow. But that's because I'm I am a bit stupid. I watched, <laughs> oh, I, I watched no, this I twice, and I've watched it before because I found it a bit confusing. I I didn't. I actually quite enjoyed the speed of the pacing because I think I've been so aware that we've watched a couple where we've been like, nothing happened and nothing happened and then everything happened. Well, a couple of episodes ago, we said that even though we all loved Angel Trousers, it was the whole, the fact that nothing happened and then everything happened. And this one, at least it was consistent all the way through. That's true. And so I was kind of like, well, everything is happening, but constantly. So I'm all right with this. Stuff did happen all the way through. (laughs) So the next scene, we meet Bert Kwok. Everyone's (laughs) like, Mr. Mr. Chow. Do you do you think of him as being... I can't remember either of these characters' names. Do you think of him as being the guy from the Pink Panther, or do you think of him as I do as being from Last of the Summer Wife? No, as I do. Of course he was. Oh my god, I was thinking Pink Panther, and now you've said it. Of course he was in Last of the Summer Wife. Or I was thinking Banzai. Last of the Summer Wine was filmed where I am from, so I've got... Sometimes I would watch it even when it was absolutely terrible and on its last legs. I would just watch it for homesickness's sake. (laughs) 
my dad's told me I have to sing in that too. R- Ronnie Hazelhurst. We we ought to mention Ronnie Hazelhurst. Even we just sung his. Uh, yeah, he's dead now, isn't he? Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. I assume well. so. And anyway, so Burke Quark's there and it yeah. was super exciting. So this, he's the buyer, he's the potential buyer of the pig. So Desmond Clark is selling it, Mr. Charles is the potential buyer. Um and love so for some reason, like it's all a bit unclear. Like Desmond wants Lovejoy to authenticate this pig, even though Lovejoy has no no particular expertise in like ancient Chinese terracotta. But for some reason he's insistent that Lovejoy must authenticate it. I think it's actually a- thinking about what happens later. But I think, is it to do with the fact that Lovejoy's... Well, oh, I see what you mean. So is it because he thinks later. he can scam Lovejoy? Or yeah. is it because Lovejoy is well-respected within antique I mean, the reason circles. he gives is that he believes that Lovejoy is well-respected, therefore would do a good job to keep his reputation. But he also says, oh, I wanted you to authenticate it, not to pass it on to someone else, i.e. Flat Fee Lee. It's like, well, but, it's like, but well, he's the expert. Yeah, and yeah, you need, and yeah. again, it's something, yeah, that thing that we keep saying about Lovejoy knowing he isn't an expert. And actually, this is interesting because Lovejoy really genuine. I think this is the first time that we've seen Lovejoy and it's not a case of doubt and whatever. It's a, it's a case of... Oh, it is a fake bugger. He didn't spot it because he didn't know about terracotta yeah, yeah, pigs. Because that's not his a, thing. A terracotta pig divvy sense. Yeah, maybe his diviness oh. only works for like a set time centuries. Mm. Like he can do like maybe from like the medieval period up, but he can't do anything before that. Yeah. Or he can't do anything that's outside of. I was going to say Britain, but no Europe. Mm. Maybe because actually, yeah. So as we've uh, indicated, flat feely. Um, tells Lovejoy yeah, that the pig is a fake, but obviously an old fake because it's already very the original pig is very old. So it's like a 14th century fake, so it's still really old. Because basically, there's a bit of a running joke in this, like, what did the Chinese invent? A bit like what did the Romans oh, do? Yeah, yeah. Us, type of thing, isn't there? <laughs> it's like the Chinese basically invented antique collecting because they were doing it in the 14th century. It was fashionable to have the old stuff. So if someone made a fake. You know what we ought to mention? I know he comes in. He's much funnier a little bit later, but we must mention the translator. Oh, bloody yes. brilliant! He, he is the, great. He is the star of this show. And there's this one bit <laughs> where the guy says something in Chinese, and the translator says, bugger me. (laughs) (laughs) Edibly perfect English. Yeah, Mr. Chow's translator is one of the stars of this episode. And he was just wonderful all the way through. We don't know his name, do we, either? He's just there. just the translator. But that makes it funnier that he's just there, and it's so funny. Honestly, it was funny. And he was super cute. He was very sweet, wasn't he? He was really cute. He was just very earnest. He was just really... The translator was played by Glenn Gawai, one of Singapore's leading film and theatre directors. He was a nominee for the Asian New Talent Award in 2010, which just goes to show it takes a good 20 years hard graft to become an overnight success. So, um, so it's a, yeah, it's a fake, it's only worth It's about. an antique fake, though, because Jane says, oh, so it's an antique fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense, doesn't it? I would still want it. It's still worth a thousand pounds. Well, I mean, would I want a terracotta pig? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't that, want but, a terracotta pig, know. full stop, but I would, um... And interestingly, like, there's interesting. a sort of, Flat Feely says there's a legend where every fake that has the forger's, like, mark on it somewhere... And obviously they were like, well, why would they do that? Because obviously you put your mark on it, they know it's a fake. But it's like, it's a legend and it's left to sort of linger. But interestingly, I thought, well, according to Lovejoy, if a forger puts their name on something, what does that mean? Oh, oh then it's fine. It means it's not a fake. Because they, they, they put their name on it. So they're, they're doing it legitimately. <laughs> so I, I wrote, thought that. You've got a lovely little echo, don't you? I looked in my notes, like in cabins. According to Lovejoy, that means it's not a fake. Exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, but actually, but it is above board. It, it's not a... It was an interesting... It's a reproduction. You know. Yeah, it's a reproduction of a Dargood. Um, and then we get back to uh, what was now apparently called uh, Catchpole Classics. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, God, Eric's, Eric set up his own vintage motorcycle business, just as you do. He started advertising in trade journals, saying he's, he's got all this he, stuff. He presumably hasn't run this by Lovejoy at any point. No. He's just no. taken it... Again, it, there's a bit of hubris. You'd think he'd have learned, wouldn't Imagine you? working with someone like that. Wouldn't you think he would have learned? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, God love him. Mm. So, yeah, so the, so, so the German buyer arrives. Do we find... Do we, do we know his name? Just the German, the German he's, buyer. He's very German. I mean, they make Her, him... I'm going to call even him Claire Brown. Bra- Braun. Even the way it. he stands... I can look it up. Even the way he stands is German, though. He has that kind of stance. <laughs> he does! He has that sort of on-guard kind of stance, Well, I think it's because he? he's wearing leathers, though. Like, he has to stand like that. He's wearing very stiff motorcycle leathers. So oh, that, that is true. Um, but he's got, yeah, so... He's seen the advert in whatever trade magazine it is. Vintage Motorcycle Monthly. Mm. Oh. No, I don't know. Where did he find the money to advertise in there? He must have actually paid to oh. advertise in there. Wow, it's an investment, isn't it? Because he's going to sell he's the doing He's taking a risk. He's like the, the early 90s, the entrepreneur, though, yeah. isn't he? When he says yeah. to Jane, oh, well, if it goes wrong, I'll sell the Harley. A bit later on when he's... Uh... So, yeah, oh. her, whatever his name is, arrives and Eric congratulates him on reunification. Yeah, he's like, oh, where were you when the wall came down? What happened? Everyone remembers. It's like JFK, in it. Everyone remembers where they were when the wall came down. Oh, apparently down. I don't remember, because everyone I thought it was in the 90s. And it is it wasn't. him that he makes... Oh, no, it isn't. It's later on that he makes that really inappropriate comment where he says something about Ein Volk and doesn't realise... Yeah. No, he says it. That's is, that, it. is that now? He says is Ein it? Volk, Ein Reich, Ein Shopping Trolley. I don't know what any of that means, so, so you're both going to have to... Ein Volk, Ein Reich was uh, in the Nazi... Hitler said it, basically. Yeah. So what is Ein Volk? One people, just means oh, one people. Country. Sorry, I didn't One people, that. but it, the yeah. associations with it, you'd go, oh, Eric, you're trying so hard, and, yet and you're being just so... Or it's so... It's a bit like, don't mention the war, I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it, isn't it? <laughs> it's Eric's faulty towers moment, just because I have to get yeah, your reference in somewhere. Um, say, I mean, is he trying to say that it's like, like a shopping trolley. I mean, it made no sense, really. Why is it? I didn't that? understand why the shopping trolley. I don't really understand. But even it was, it was nonetheless quite funny. And then the German buyer is like, "No, this is this is not worth anything. It's worth like twenty quid for scrap. You know, I don't want it." But he doesn't seem that bothered that he's travelled from Germany to look at a piece of like. Yeah. You think he'd be a bit more pissed off, basically? But he's just like, "Oh no, this is rubbish. Bye." <laughs> presumably, it might happen. I mean, presumably, it's happened. Maybe before. he was doing a very efficient trip, seeing lots of bikes, and this is just one of them. Mm. If he's like a popular, yeah, 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 this is true. He probably <laughs> I might be able to think of this. No, I know he's not a real man. Probably not all in Suffolk, though. <laughs> that's true. Probably I just not. thought he seemed remarkably un. Bothered considering he'd come all the way from Germany. Oh, but he's German. They're stoic, aren't they? I mean, that's yeah. a little, uh, you know. <laughs> that's true. But then he, Eric, is not going to give up. This is what I love. He's very tenacious. He'd do yes. well the apprentice would Eric because he does. this like, oh, no, no, let me show you. Let me show you. And he's like, no, I don't have to. And that's just my German accent. I don't have fun to see. And then of course, Lovejoy, yeah, he's like, it works. It works. But Lovejoy turns up and he sort of cajoles Lovejoy. I mean, you yeah, can just like, watch it happening. It's one. It's like you know when you watch Casualty and they're like climbing, oh, yeah. climbing up a load of uneven even <laughs> tins of petrol and there's a lit cigarette on the floor and they're scrambling up and then the shelf goes over on them and all the petrol goes over and then it lights it's yeah. like watching that you're thinking oh no Eric, no love joy no da- ah don't get on this bike it's Although, so obvious. i'd written down love joy turns up 
Eric takes him on the bike to prove to the man that it works. And it's adorable because I obviously didn't see the burning pile of rubbish. That I, mean, I mean, it is adorable. It's, so, so it's this short-lived adorableness, isn't there? But um, no, it's going down these winding country but, roads. But I don't get it because is it to show the German? Because where's the German? Like, to show the German that it works, is he, like, following behind them or something? Yeah, he wasn't... He didn't seem to be... basically <laughs> driving this jalopy, for want of a better word, down the road. a 90-year-old motorcycle. With, basically, Lovejoy sort of strapped to the front. I don't really even understand. No. It was so old that I didn't understand how the bike was working. Um, and, of course, if you are going to drive a bit too fast down a winding country road with no seatbelts... And your boss strapped to the front of you. I mean, it's going to end in disaster, oh, isn't it? You know, I've got a brilliant image now. My boss just strapped to the front of a motorbike. <laughs> oh, dear. It's all very... It is. That would amuse me hugely. Um, oh. So what happens, kids? So, yeah, so the well, front of the bike comes off. And <laughs> basically there's a big... There's a very big... What I loved about this is that basically there's a very big crash... So basically the whole the whole scene, like the stunts and the crash are just so over the top, like the stunts are all like, ah, this isn't gonna work, it's all slow motion, you know, audio, but it's like, oh yeah, and then the crash is like like an explosion, like a bomb's gone off. It's like <laughs> whereas obviously in real life he's just like gone into a tree or something, it wouldn't have been that much. Talking of it being over the top though, do you know who do you know who directed this episode? Did you look We that up? we do, you do. I do. Yeah, I'm do. gonna mention it later all on. Right, do you, right. Helen? No. Oh, it's very, it's very exciting, I'll tell you at the end. Tell me no, no, we'll tell you at the end. We'll yeah, but it was a bit like an action movie, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so unsurprisingly, given the, the sound of the crash, Lovejoy, the next scene we are in hospital. Yes. Oh, but I love it. Again, it's, it's, I find that, and I don't know if it is to do with Ian McShane's direction, Ian McShane directed this. Um, oh, thank the, you. The, um, <laughs> it, the comic um, timing is yes. very very good in this episode, it and it makes me wonder sharp. that he's sort of very gotten very natural. I know he's done a lot of really serious acting since, mm. but the, and he's been in a lot of comedy films. Though he was in um, he was in some weird Woody Allen film. He was in Scoop. Have you seen Scoop? Oh, I think I have. He was at the beginning of Scoop. It was really odd. But um, I he, will say, comedy acting is much much harder. It than is harder. Acting. Yeah, definitely. It's much harder. But, but both the acting and actually the setup that the next thing you see and and it's funny because it's inevitable and they have him coming down <laughs> the corridor with his legs stuck right out in a massive plaster cast. With yeah. do you want to do your big reveal? Oh, and so the doctor is Angela Bruce. That yes. is her name, isn't it? Is it is Angela Bruce, yes. yeah. Yeah. And who is went... Angela Bruce? Um, she, been in? she was in Red Dwarf. She, she was, was dead lister when they for some reason had Lady Lister and Lady River. She was fe- yeah, female Lister in the parallel universe. Oh, it's so funny. And then Lister gets pregnant. Oh, in series pregnant. two. Yeah. It ends with him going, being pregnant but with But she, do, she does one of the things um, that I had... Th- this episode's going to be a lot about how much I internalise television. <laughs> I realise. Um, but she does this great bit where she drinks a massive pint of... Massive pint of lager? No. A, 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 pint, of a, a pint of lager. She does this thing where she drinks a pint of lager... And then uh, this is in Red Dwarf, by the way. Red not Dwarf. In this yeah, no, this is Doctor. I would love the Doctor to down a pint of lager. I think it'd be great. A pint of lager, and then Lister does it, and I think he puts like the empty pint on his head, and and she doesn't manage it, so she just spits it all over him. And you know that's the one. I, it's my one heart. of my favourite episodes because it starts with that bizarre the dream machine. They're looking through the dream machine. Sorry, we oh, wait, we've gone all the way back to Red, Red Sorry, Red Dwarf starts with it. I know, it was... Uh... It's a very good episode, though, listener. I 
suggest you look it up. We are not going to do a Red Dwarf podcast because they already exist. So you can go out there and find your own. We want to be unique. Yeah, apart yeah. from Brov Joy. Apart from Brov Joy. <laughs> oh, wait, well, no, they've never we, done this episode. No, we've got further on than they have. Yeah, Thank so. you very much. Halfway through See, series three, we were. I just was. I just wrote Doctor Someone V Famous because <laughs> she was in Red Dwarf, but she's a lot like she's a very well. No, the other thing she was famous. in, which was lovely, was because it's got the loveliest line in it. Was that Christmas special that's gone down in history is like one of the most famous. Uh, episodes of Only Fools and Horses. She is the local oh, councillor yes. where she says to him the next day, Oh, we met last night. You were dressed as Batman. And <laughs> yeah. she's the woman who's getting mugged that they rescue yeah. by just running out of the mist dressed yeah. as Batman and Robin. So she was in that. Oh. She's been in a lot of things. And she's great in this episode, although, well, we'll talk about her professionalism later <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as a doctor, I'm not certain <laughs> yeah, that she's great. But she's a very good actress. Yeah. Very likely. Yes. So basically, like, Lovejoy's in hospital, so obviously, because he was in the middle of this she deal. She's like quite a good doctor, to be fair. I mean, she did, like, impromptu surgery on him later on without apparently asking anybody's permission. <laughs> I mean, she just borrowed the tools. I don't think consent was given, that's all I'm saying. Yes. Um, but yeah, so basically, because obviously, Lovejoy was in the middle of this deal with Desmond and Mr. Chow, and so he's now, like, but now he's in hospital with a broken leg, so he's like, Jane, you need to sort this out now. You need to go and talk to Desmond and negotiate, look, we can't tell him it's a fake yet, we need to negotiate a flat fee, otherwise, you know, 2% of a grand, what's the point? We need to get a flat fee, 500 quid, uh, and then we'll tell him it's a fake. It's like, great plan, (laughs) Lovejoy. James like, no, (laughs) I'm not doing that. Um, And then we leave, then we leave the hospital, and we go back to Eric. We we, we flick almost entirely parallel kind of one mm. story to another story back again back again back i'm sure it's the first time we've had two stories that carry equal weight i think it i is. think so i, I think it definitely like is because it was noticeable as i was watching it but, but partly because i had that thing in the back of my mind of well they're not going to cram all this in the last five minutes so I, i'm ex- expecting a very gentle denouement so we're back at catchpole classics <laughs> And we do do get a bit of a sense of why Eric is doing this, because he basically says that he's annoyed at being treated like a dog's body. And and he he still is. This is a theme. This is a theme. And actually, to be fair to him, he's found the thing that he knows about, which is motorbikes. Yeah. And the thing that he's passionate about, which I really loved... um, I mean, it was it was nice, and it it was a bit better than him striking out on his own. Like when he does the house valuation, he clearly yeah, doesn't know he, what he's talking and about. And I suppose he's learned he's that, hasn't he? Of like, oh well, stick not to what really you know, stick sure what's to what you know, here, which so. is what Lovejoy does. Which is why Lovejoy goes to experts for stuff that he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. So, he, so what we found out that he doesn't know, by the way, Eric, is uh, history. <laughs> Any concept of history at all. Which is a bit, you know, it's quite Which useful is, to know if you work it, it, it is, really. We find later on. Maybe this is where my kind of laissez-faire attitude to history has come from. Like, well, Eric didn't know any work yeah. for bloody antiques, too. So basically, so basically... Some stuff happened in the past. Who needs to so, so Eric is Eric is undeterred, shall we say, by the mishap and the fact that he's basically almost killed his boss. So what he does, he still carries on making these contacts... Which I think is what happens next, isn't it? He's yeah, got this. I think she. Oh, sorry, go on. Well, I think he's placed an ad like for wanted because obviously he mm. wants. Oh, yes, yeah, wanted. Buy the stuff so they can sell it on. So he's put an ad like you know vintage motorbikes wanted, and yeah, the coolest woman in the world turns up at this point. Natasha Glendening. Natasha it's, Glendening. It's, it's the way she takes the helmet. It's, there's something a bit oh, um, so cool. You know what though? It's a. It, there's something a little bit. 80s shampoo ad about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. She takes the helmet nice off and hair. she shakes out her hair. Very nice, but very flat. Her hair was very flat. She didn't have helmet hair, You're, did I she? Think, yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, I think maybe that's, I think that's like a early 90s thing. Because it was before hair straightness. And she certainly hasn't put in any hair gel, because as we've discovered, they don't have it in the yeah, Suffolk, yeah. And she's she's like a female Henry Cole. She knows everything she about is. bikes. Which, and as we discovered, but Eric doesn't. Oh, you know, he knows about bikes. But then she makes that comment. She's really mean to him when she said, um, what was it, Lawrence died on a motorbike. And he says, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't know he had a crash. <laughs> and who does he think he's yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he is sweet he's trying to say the right thing and you yeah. go you don't know and even Lady Jane just goes well, I think she means she means Lawrence of Arabia yeah she's very good at kind of making people feel at their ease isn't yeah. she she's so lovely situation. she's yeah. so lovely so she's trying so she, yeah because she wants to say, she's got a 1924 <laughs> rough superior an SS80 and so that's what she wants to sell but then we yeah we learn that Lawrence of Arabia died on a similar bike, but it was an SS100. <laughs> would you like at this point my T.E. Lawrence connection? Yes, we would. Yes. Oh my God, yes. I you have a T.E. Lawrence connection. Went, well, it's not really a connection. I went on honeymoon to Wool in Dorset, which is near Bovington, mm. or in Bovington. It's in Purbeck, anyway. I don't um, know where any of those places are. Your clarifications in Dorset. Dorset. In Dorset. In Dorset. I know where Dorset I is. I certainly recommend it. Which, which, is, where, <laughs> which is where Lawrence was. Oh, where, where he. My, my joke just fell totally flat <laughs> there. Endorse it. Yes, I totally recommend it. <laughs> I don't get it. Endorse, 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 endorse it. Oh, endorse. Oh my endorse, God. endorse. I've had. Carry on, Em. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, that's so good. That's good, clever wordplay. We haven't had any linguistics for a while in this. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll cut that so it sounds much clearer. Oh, okay, so it sounds hilarious. Yeah, don't cut it. I think our reaction is, is funnier than the, the joke, which is clever. The joke is too clever for us. Oh, dear. So oh, okay. I went um, to Wool in Dorset where, uh, for my honeymoon, which is near Bovington, which is where... Um, so Wool, between those two places, there's a Lawrence Walk because it's where he came off his yeah. bike mm-hmm. and died and where he was stationed or whatever it was. But do you know what else there is in Wool? Well, first of all, there's Monkey World, which is really why we went on honeymoon there. But there's also... The, I was going to say the Tank Sanctuary. It's not called a Tank Sanctuary. Tank Museum. The Tank Museum. And who, ladies and gentlemen... Who is the patron of the Tank Museum? It's none other than Mr. Chris Barry. Is he oh, really? Full circle. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes, it is. That's bizarre. Chris Barry is the patron. Why? Yeah, because when I was checking whether I had a crush on Rimmer or a crush on Chris Barry, I watched a lot of Chris Barry's stuff, and I just, I just have a crush on Rimmer. It turns out. Yeah, which which we established last because you said that you'd watch so these degrees the of separation. Yeah. Um, I mean, so anyway. anyone that fancies Mr. British has got something wrong. With well, me. this is true. <laughs> but Natasha Glendenning says, "Oh, I'm from Bovington, or I'm from Dorset." Yeah. But she's got a Northern accent. Like she took. No, she definitely has. I didn't pick up on that. She just sounded a bit posh. To me. Maybe it was just because I thought she was going to be Eric. Well, she kind of is Eric's love interest, and I just desperately wanted to be her. But I, it made me realise that I don't know that much about Lawrence of Arabia. Like I think I know the basic facts, like you know, military like mm. prowess. But I didn't because mm. I, I didn't know that he was killed on a motorbike. I didn't. So I didn't know this information. So I, I've realised that actually, and I was like, mm, this sounds like a really interesting story. So I think I would read more about it. If any listeners can tweet, recommend some uh, books. What's a good one for yeah. me to read? Um, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so he was killed on it while he was stationed in Dorset with the RAF. So any SS100 with the type he was killed on of around that time would be worth like a lot of money, like over 10 grand. And if it, they can make any tenuous connection to Lawrence, it's like worth more. Whereas this bike is worth more like, well... It gets a bit confusing with the figures, but he says he'll buy it for 3k, I think, and she wants 4k. 
Mm. And then he says, oh, well, I'll buy it, sell it, and then I'll give you a bit of money back. Yeah, he says, I'll, I'll sell it for 5K and, and, split, and give you that money and then split the difference of anything above that. But I was like, well, if he can sell it for 5K, why, why she can't just she sell just sell it for 5K? No, this the is The patriarchy. True. I didn't, that was the well, bit I didn't get. I was like, because she'd obviously also spent ages restoring it, so it wasn't like she needed him to restore it and sell it. I was very confused. Yeah. Why she, need, why she needed Eric at all? They got it on later. Maybe. Did they? Well, the well impre- it's inferred. It, it is very heavily inferred. They couldn't actually show it because it was before nine o'clock on a Sunday evening. And also, would have anyone have wanted to watch And that? no one would have wanted to watch that, let's face it. <laughs> um, but so. I think maybe maybe that is something that we just miss nowadays. Maybe she was like, I, I can't sell this, no one's going to take me seriously, you're going to have to do it. Or maybe it was just that there were, like, it was harder as an individual to sell, you had to be like a dealer. Mm. Because nowadays, obviously, you can put stuff on Gumtree or put it online and stuff whereas you know, <laughs> country in 2003 <laughs> you know I suppose buying you know what I mean like yeah. I guess in those days maybe you had to sell something through a dealer who had networks because you wouldn't have had your own yeah. to sell it something like that but it was yeah I don't know maybe we're viewing it through 2019 well um, yeah as we, as we do with many of these yeah so so then so I think he so basically she agrees to sell it to him, doesn't she, for yes. that money? Yes. And then obviously we go back to the other storyline because which is I think this is what confused me about this. And I watched this because I was absolutely knackered, and uh, yeah, I actually watched it twice because it just kept flicking back and forth. But then because I'd forgotten about the pigs because they just seemed like, so unrelated, and I was like, oh shit, yes, there's the, the pigs. pigs. <laughs> um, because we go back to the the hospital and Doctor Pilger and oh they have a lovely relationship by the way don't you did you yes, find it lovely it or annoying because so I thought it was lovely Doctor relationship Doctor relationship Doctor Pilger and Lovejoy have and it is genuine and it yeah. isn't because I was about to do the whole misogyny of the week thing it's not at all they, had they really have banter nice chemistry they're, yeah, yeah they just banter with each other she's obviously very fond of him I think as a yeah. patient and he probably is quite good fun I guess yeah as a patient. probably yeah it's probably you need a bit of like fun when you were working in a hospital before we go back to see love joey jane does go to see sir desmond and oh. try and negotiate oh he's his vile isn't he he's and just a funny, horrible man he's, what we also what we learn about sir desmond is he's, he's a space invader yeah and not the kind that polly likes i know well i'll post some pictures of those <laughs> not, later not, on. not the little mosaic the little mosaics. like you know game characters no no, no. A, sp- a personal space invader like he basically gets way too oh, close okay. to he's really he's actually really inappropriate he I does, really he really it. dislike him he's a horrible little shit of a man but he does it to Burt Quok as well so I don't think it's like a sexual thing he's just doesn't a matter space he's still a shit no no man. I'm just saying he's just, just a space like, invader that kind of thing of like I'm the most important person here so I'm not going to read any cues off anybody else or if I do I'm going to ignore them which is even worse than just missing the, mm. missing the cues I get but just no, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna assert my authority by making you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's alright though because they use that against him in the end. Because Jane's like, this am, is I, true. am I in your way? And then she says, I've worn underwear that keeps a polite distance. Yes, <laughs> she's Jane's on fire this week. I have yeah, to say, Jane was brilliant. She was brilliant, wasn't yeah. she? So and basically, he won't agree to the flat fee because he's like, I want a percentage. Because if you want a percentage, you've got an incentive to get a higher price. Yeah. So I'm um, no way. Sorry. Go away. So this is where we get to the hospital and we discover Lovejoy's leg is itching, as as it does when you've it had does. a Has anybody ever broken a bone? Yeah. It is the most irritating thing yeah. in the world because you can't get in and scratch it, I'm, so I'm, to speak. I'm too pathetic to have ever broken anything because I won't put myself in any trouble. I was so worried at this weekend because I was the only member of staff on this trip and I was so worried that I was going to be the one and I thought, what's going to happen if I'm the one that falls off something or trips over something and breaks a bone? But she's here, she's in one piece. I'm here fine. and I'm in one piece. Cheers, Yay, then. Let's drink to that. So um, so, that, so I think Jane goes, and then Jane goes to the hospital to tell Lovejoy, you know, 
what about she didn't manage to negotiate and they discuss what to do they're like, and they consider- he's such a dick though he says that oh I, well I don't get well, well, isn't that when he says oh Lovejoy's in hospital well that's very inconvenient yeah probably and she and yeah. she says well it's in, yeah it's quite inconvenient for him actually yeah yeah he's just I mean basically Desmond is not a pleasant man Jane and Lovejoy are discussing it and they consider lying don't they basically they consider like oh, yes. shall we just say that it's real that it's a real pig and get the money um and yeah they're kind of deliberating and then we go back <laughs> Again, this is, is why this I got confused. Eric, is this where Tinker is telling Eric all about T. Lawrence? Yeah. And he, t- and he talks about the, the mysterious circumstances of his death. And yeah. how he did crash on the bike, but it was a totally clear day. There was nothing else in the road. Which is something I didn't know, actually. And I do know a bit about well, history. But it was it almost, it almost, yeah, introduces an area of... Um, well, intrigue, it, doesn't it? Well, he, says, yeah. he went into a skid in clear weather by his own house on a road he knew really well. <laughs> Eric says, well, We've seen you do that walking. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. Yeah, we have. This is true. This is very true. But so, yeah, it was very. There wasn't enough tinker funny. in this episode, though. I know there was quite a bit, and when we saw true. him, it was funny, but there wasn't enough tinker in this episode. But yeah, so yeah, we find out, and it did make this is a bit that made me think, oh, is that all true? Because obviously, I knew that the dying on the bike bit was true, but like, is it true that it was a clear day? Mm. And, and I thought, oh, I really like. I was like, I want to know more, and uh, maybe I'll read. I know this obviously won't I tell me the answer, some... but seven pillars of wisdom. Oh yes, which, uh, yeah. Oh, this is which where wrote, this right? is where when we then flick back again the next time, this is where that amazing image with the eyeshadow. He's wearing eyeshadow, right? Um, and the fevered dream comes in. Oh yeah, which is the bizarre scene in any episode of Lovejoy in all six series that I've ever seen. So we do need to talk about this now. Sorry, I know I've, I've jumped quite, ahead but have. I know she wants to Well no, let's, let's <laughs> Helen's like we've got two pages Just, be, just because I mean, you know, it's a while I also think somebody quite well known and famous has written a really good biography of Lawrence but I might have invented that or they might actually say it in this episode of Lovejoy. They don't um, mention about a biography. But I'd love it. to read a biography. Yeah, um also, I loved about the scene was Eric. Eric's like, I want a title, like junior partner or trainee manager. I was like, Eric, you've been giving yourself titles. I was going to say he's been calling himself the what yeah. uh, treasurer or finance, finance, finance director. That was it. Yeah, so it's like, but I think he wants to be legit. Yeah, he's him. doing so much work. I mean, I know the reason he's doing it is partly because he put his boss in hospital, so he has to kind of. Uh, he's trying to prove himself, isn't he? He's sort of buying his way back a little bit. Yeah. As, uh, as well as wanting some independence. And he does say if the bike stuff doesn't work out, he'll sell the Harley. Um, there's also a bit where so they're talking about Lawrence, so Tink and Eric are talking about Lawrence of Arabia, and um, Tink says, Oh, and you know, like, he wasn't. Yes, I've written do that mean, down. Do they mean I've gay? Been... What do they mean? I've literally just written Lawrence of Arabia wasn't, and then because of the next scene, which Polly has already alluded to, sorry, I that train yeah. of thought just. Okay. I'm <laughs> sorry. It is the bit that just sticks in your mind so, from this whole episode. Me- that's I all. Think that's what all. It means that's all. Is you're right. You're Lawrence right. Lawrence of Arabia, T. Lawrence himself, disappeared off somewhere else, and the person who died wasn't him. But it was a ha- it was a cover story so that people thought he was dead, so he carried on doing the work that he was doing. But then he doesn't sense. say it wasn't he. It wasn't Lawrence Arabia. He says Lawrence Arabia wasn't. Yeah, he, but that doesn't make sense because the Lawrence who died wasn't Lawrence of Arabia. Do they reckon he just? So Lawrence yeah. of Arabia wasn't and Lawrence disappeared of Arabia. 
faked his own... That, no, I mean, I okay, I, I think, like, semantically that doesn't quite make sense, but I'll go with it. I'll so do you think it. he meant he was gay? Well, I don't... Well, no, it wasn't, but he wasn't... I thought took it to mean, like, Lord's Revere wasn't. He wasn't... Insert blank. He wasn't something that you think he is. Oh, meanwhile, I think it means Lawrence of Arabia wasn't and then the earlier bit of the sentence so he either wasn't Lawrence or he wasn't of Arabia well we know he wasn't of Arabia because he was of a, England but, then that's so. but he was in Arabia and that's why they called him Lawrence Arabia yeah well we're going to have to look it up no, he uh, was in do Arabia. you know what have you seen that meme that says the closest you'll ever feel to what it feels like to be a ghost is when you're listening to a podcast and the hosts don't know something but you do so you're like bellowing it at but the we don't know anything There's this yeah. discussion our, is our, our, our listeners get that we know very little often. the longest experts maybe should, you we out should call there yeah, our listeners are always getting that expert. Kim Kim can you explain this to us <laughs> but anyway I think we should call our listeners ghosts from now on that's our like collective <laughs> term for them. Um, so yeah, so th- this is exactly I don't know if I should talk I think M um, should talk about the next scene I can't I talk do. about the next scene I do I, I don't even understand what well, the, the fever dream. Well, basically, Lovejoy so we're, we're in love has a dream, fever dream. We? we know Lovejoy has vivid dreams because we have had them before. We've had Lovejoy lying on Lady Jane's sofa having dreams before. True. And and going, Lovejoy, Lovejoy. And yes. he's dreaming that they're sort of... So now he has a dream where Lovejoy, who d- doesn't ride a bike and just broke his leg on a motorbike, is for some it's reason... probably why he's having dreams. He's got bike riding a bike. All right, fine. Maybe this is something to do with your need to be in control in the driving seat. And Jane is on a riding pillion. Okay, all of this makes sense. It's kind of a sexy dream. You're on a bike. You look hot. He did look hot. Um, Now, uh, then what happened? So, Jane is Jane. No, it's well. No, I I thought Jane was like pushing Lovejoy on something. Oh, not a motorbike. Pushing him. Oh, in his wheelchair. His wheelchair. Broken leg. Into his hospital room, and then on his hospital bed is Eric, but Eric of Arabia. Mm-hmm. So you don't know that it's Eric because it's like, well, at first. Because oh, we do when Arab they zoom man. in. And what was going on with the eyeshadow? Because he, what was seriously because, what was going on with because, it? No, it was oh, it was so weird. As somebody who once saw a picture in a newspaper of a man wearing a kind of hot eyeliner, I was like, who? The fuck but is, is that it really me or he didn't look like Lord Taliban? He he didn't look like. And so to me, he didn't look like Lawrence of Arabia. He looked like a new romantic. Well, he did, but in like a Bedouin outfit. A Bedouin new romantic. It was the most confusing thing that has ever happened to me in my adult life. I can't. It was beautiful and weird. (laughs) Did you find yourself strangely attracted to Eric of Arabia? Well, I'm attracted to Eric anyway. So, and I'm definitely attracted very heavily to men in eyeliner and eyeshadow. I think it's the sexiest thing in the world. But now I realise that potentially this desire was formed 20 years ago. I see. 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see, I see, I see. I've gone quite redless now, oh, just thinking well, about so, this. Yeah, so we see Eric of Arabia in Lovejoy's dream. And then, thankfully, Lovejoy awakens. <laughs> And then this is where so we gather. Lovejoy Arabia looks quite shaken. I must admit, he by doesn't the look experience. like he enjoyed it. I think he describes it as a nightmare. Well, I mean, he it, says I've just had a nightmare. It was very, very odd because I don't know what it was supposed to represent. It didn't have any bearing on the plot. 
it was just an excuse for a white man to dress up like that. I don't even know. I mean, know. Is, is this like, our slightly awful... I mean, it's not really casual racism, is it? Because he's dreaming, so it's not... Yeah, but, but it, it, wasn't I, they ra- do, it wasn't racist. No, it, it wasn't was racist. weird. But, but would they do it now, where they're effectively tanning a... a do you <laughs> know what I mean? I mean, it's a dream, so it's an interesting question. Tan- I didn't think he was meant to be sort of like an... An arrow. arrow. He was meant to be. I think Lawrence Lawrence of Arabia, Arabia wasn't Arabia. an arrow. Well, exactly. yeah. but, but I think he, he just was meant to be slightly... Lawrence of Arabia. I know, but the mate. I'm not sure what's going on with the mate. I, I, I was just really he... confused. Maybe we don't know enough about Lawrence of Arabia. Maybe he. Oh, wore... No, you think? <laughs> I think we're showing our. I know uh, very in depth. Not, I know nothing about. Lawrence yeah, of Arabia. I guess if Lawrence affected eyeshadow and stuff, and maybe in the 90s people were still close enough to that bit of history to kind of know that, but for. Us, like Polly says, it was just. Are you are you a new romantic? Are you what are you doing? Oh, I just thought he was just being Lawrence of Arabia. I didn't really think about it anymore in depth. But also, why was he being Lawrence of Arabia? What bearing did that have on the plot? Because like, was having a weird dream. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, we've spent a lot of time on this. I, so I think anyway, it might have been the most formative I think thing I've ever is. seen it's on television. Is. So I'm happy. But anyway, to he wakes up, and the reality is, anything else is worse than the dream because he's now got the weird translator and various people shouting at him about this pig. Flat yes. Feely is there. Flat Feely has turned up. Uh, Flat Feely is actually prepared to lie and say that it's real. This pig. Um, but Desmond only wants to hear it from Lovejoy, and Lovejoy's like, even though Lovejoy is not the expert, yeah. and he wants Lovejoy himself to give this provenance, which is very weird. And um, yeah, so Lovejoy's like, well, what do I do? Do I tell the truth or not? Because basically, so round his hospital bed is Fat Feely, is Mister Chow, and Mister Chow's running later, Sir Desmond, I think probably Jane Eric and Tinker, everyone's there. And um, we, this is where we learn that the Chinese invented. <laughs> anti-collecting <laughs> he keeps and he, everything else oh because doesn't quite the translator funny. keeps translating it he keeps mentioning things it is very much like what the Romans ever exactly. apart yeah. from the roads the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like you know, yeah, it was quite right. funny and then at this point I can't remember even exactly how it happens but the pig I know how it happens okay he gets Sir Desmond gets up in Jane's face again. And he's just it. getting really yeah. near to her as she's just taking yeah. a pig from Lovejoy. He knocks And she it. turns around and he's uh. there and she goes, <gasps> and she just drops and it. Yeah, and yeah, he smashes. accuses Lovejoy of breaking his property and I'm pretty sure that's not true. Later on he says, you broke my property. Yeah, and Lovejoy had already passed it to Jane and the only reason Jane dropped it is because Desmond shocked her. But, like, did he do that on purpose? Well, no, he's just, I think he's yeah. just a dick with no self-awareness. Well, it had, it had to break at some point, didn't it? Yeah, for his, for his plan to plan work, as we mm. discovered. So, yeah, and at this point I was like, oh, the pig's broken. Well, that's that plot's over now. Oh, thank but you. But no! Little but did no. I know. Um, so that's, so then, and then we, so the pig's all smashed and then we leave that, we leave the hospital, we go back to Eric and um, and this point, so it's like Eric like discovers. I've put an in inverted commas. He discovers that Lawrence died on an SS one hundred, not an SS eighty. But we already knew that. Yeah, like, I thought we already he's knew. Like, yeah. Oh, Tink did, but did you know? Like Lawrence died. It's like yes, we, we knew this already. Anyway, and we. So he's still trying to sell this bike. We, he reckons it's worth about eight k. Um, and he's just that scene is kind of. I wasn't really sure about that. Was it to What's do that? with Natasha? Because Natasha was in it. But weirdly, my note says, which later on I I flip-flop on this quite heavily I've written I'm glad Eric doesn't fancy Natasha but I don't know what he does in that scene that made me think that he didn't fancy him because she's very fanciable he also says oh there was an eyewitness to Lawrence's murder they've now decided it is murder yeah. there was an eyewitness to Lawrence's murder called Corporal Catchpole 
Oh yes, oh, this was opportune, wasn't it? I was like, is that oh, true? We had to, we had to, oh. I think what we've learned is that that one of us at least should do some reading. Before yeah, we I know. This is, isn't this what we have Helen for? She's the intellectual amongst us, <laughs> yeah, isn't Helen she? I didn't know she had to go and research the life of. She King knew Lawrence. that we wouldn't have a fucking clue, though. Sure, I, I did think that you guys would know a bit more. To be fair, it does strike me as the sort of thing I should know about. It's the kind of weird slightly fortean thing that I would know but I don't know it's all dropped out of my brain so we get so yeah so that pointless scene with Eric and then we go back to the hospital where we go back to the broken pig and inside the pig is a rolled up piece of paper what is it Wait, and this is where like the Mr Chow looks in and says something in Chinese and the translator says bugger me oh that was it when he says bugger me when he's very yes so it's a one one note and it's unique because it's from the 12th century that's another thing the Chinese invented. Yeah. Paper money. Paper money. But yeah. here you suddenly have, wow, so actually it doesn't really matter anymore what the pig is worth because this is worth so much more. It's in his possession. They found it as a result of this and therefore jobs are good. And yeah. Is what Yeah, you think like, oh great, everyone's happy. And actually inside the pig on the inside is carved, like this is where the forgers put his marks. Okay, it's quite see? cool. It's like, it's so therefore it's, it's all right. It's not dishonest. And he says currency is current treasure. So I guess it's trying to make the point of like, this is, this is like current currencies. Therefore, this isn't a fourth, uh, yeah. fifth century BC. So yeah, it's all very um, exciting. But I, what, what? I mean, I don't know much about Chinese language, but uh, Flat Fee Lee is very readily able to translate the ideograms on this um, ancient banknote. I'm like, but I think the Chinese written language hasn't changed for centuries, has it? Okay. That explains it. But I I think, how can I think like, the spoken like, language has, the written language hasn't, because it's characters uh, rather than sort of our language has, because of spelling and because of various. Yeah. You may tweet him, listener. Yeah, and anyway, anyway, more information. He's reading back notes like you know, penalty for disembowelment, penalty for forgery is disembowelment and things. Like that. I was like, how does he understand all that? But yeah, it's a good it's point. Also a bit uh, extreme. Unless he's Love Joe would never have survived in ancient China, <laughs> would he? Unless it's because he's learned it in the same way that if you're into like. Medieval antiques, you would learn Old English. That's true, and also like it probably says similar things on all different notes. But yeah, so we've got, and it's worth a million pounds at least. Well, it's kind of priceless, isn't it? Because it's unique. So because paper yeah, money, so it's, it's, it's worth, worth the, the, sky's the limit. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it's worth whatever somebody will pay yeah. for it because yeah. it's incredible piece of treasure. And really. c- coincidentally, or is it as we find out, Mister Chow is actually from the Bank of Nanking. So who would want to buy? Uh, a unique ancient banknote more than a bank. Yes. So, well, oh, how can? So how very. It's all working out very well. We think for Sir Desmond at least. Oh, he's a horrible, horrible man. Then obviously Lovejoy is quite pleased because he's like, oh, well, I'm going to get two percent of a million pounds. A millionaire, now. almost a millionaire. He's, he's yeah, he's gone off. What's two percent of a million? I mean, not a million, but quite a lot. Two twenty grand. Pounds? Twenty twenty thousand. <laughs> he, he thinks he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, all right. twenty close. Twenty grand, all right. Isn't it? Um, but then Sir Desmond says, oh, no, I'm not going to give you any money. So he turns up back at the hospital, I think. This is when he says, you broke my property. And you go, but he didn't. And he's like, he didn't. Oh, and he's like, we had an agreement about the pig, not about this banknote. And he says, he says, which I thought was quite interesting, if you burgled my house, which I consider entirely possible, you'd want the insurance money. And I was like, to be fair, he's got a point there. Like, Lovejoy would burgle someone's house. <laughs> no, I don't think he would. He, someone's he would. He would if he thought there was something in um, there that he no only to only have. for a greater good though it wouldn't be if it would be there's a, he's yeah he was a Robin Hood figure though isn't he he yeah. does it 
So, oh no, we haven't got to Lord Wakering yet, have we? That's series five. Ignore me, carry on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he wouldn't, I don't think he would burgle for like just profit. No, no, no. But I just there's thought it was quite funny when he was great, like, there's always got to be a greater good. So, anyway, so basically, yeah, Desmond's not going to give him any money, so he's pissed off. And then we go back to Eric. Natasha comes around and finds her beloved bike. Oh, yes. Oh, Eric is hilarious in this because Eric is sort of, oh, yeah, I was going to ring you. Uh, but I've taken a bike apart. Can I go back one step? Yes. Because when Sir Desmond was saying you would have wanted the insurance, blah, 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 he has an x-ray of the pig to show that the pig's never been broken before, but I didn't understand oh, yeah. why so- the x-ray proved it had never been broken before because surely if it had been broken before and then you dropped it on the floor, it would just break along the same... Like, oh, how good, would the x-ray prove oh, that it hadn't been broken before? Good I didn't point. get it. Good point. I think the point was that like, the, the bits that were intact were intact. But that's a good point, is it could have just broken along the same lines. As because it, it would broken. have been weak on those bits. Anyway, I didn't get that bit. Because yeah, obviously one of the questions they had was, could it have been you know, um, broken at some point and put back together again? to insert these things at a later date, but basically this X-ray was supposed to prove that, no, this banknote must have been in there since the 14th century. That was the, what it was meant to prove. That's the idea. And actually, this sort of foreshadows, probably too strong a word, but what actually happens at the very end mm, mm. with the lovely Dr Pilger. So, yeah, Natasha's furious with Eric because... But, so, is it, did I get this bit right? So is Eric trying to make this bike look as if... Oh, yeah, no, we find that at the end. Yeah, yeah so we, think, we do. We kind of think Eric's trying to make the bike look as if it was Lawrence of Arabia's bike. I mean, I would be horrified if I was her, though, when she turned she up... She put so much work into she it. She did, because she said it took her, what, three years, was it? Yeah. It took her years to renovate it and to Absolutely actually make it... Absolutely heartbreaking. And he's just listening to metal and, like, got all these bits of bike yeah. on the floor, which is kind of hot, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but how did, he, how did just as an aside how did they get each other into bed so quickly she was furious with him I d- did they get into bed yes into bed? I've got two separate things to say here one I'm is I'm pretty sure they did being furious with someone is literally how the to best way to get someone. them into bed makeup <laughs> sex angry makeup thing sex. is I think Helen might be right I'm not you can hear them from out there and, you, and it, it wasn't like when they've had the setups before and you realise that they, they're talking it's like double entendre you go it, in and they're on the sofa all cosy no it wasn't they're all cosy on the sofa I mean no they were very cosy and it, she did touch him on the cheek which you only do if you've had sex with someone yeah did, she, go, did she blow in his ear though did she blow in his <laughs> ear basically they didn't hashtag callback I think she probably did blow in his ear I, I, okay oh, I don't think they had sex there was no indication. This is our poll for this week. Did they have sex? They had sex. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the Twitterati think. The Lovejoy Twitter. Anyway, so then, so then, Mr. Charles, Mr. Charles, translator, <laughs> I love him. Turns up with so basically, they think, oh, maybe we'll get some money from Mr. Chow, you know, for help for finding this thing from. No, no, no. Mr. Chow's translator's come with what you think might be a bunch of flowers for Lovejoy, but no, no, no. It's some fresh bamboo shoots. Purpose being that he can poke them down his cast and <laughs> Also, bamboo is very lucky. And how yes. hard must it have been to get bamboo in wherever they are, Suffolk, Suffolk in 1990? I mean, bamboo grows everywhere. Bamboo grows, like, everywhere. I've been to a bamboo forest in Japan. I've been to a bamboo forest in France. Yeah. Have you been to a bamboo forest in Suffolk? That's the question. No, but I've only been to oh. Suffolk twice. Mm. <laughs> All right, maybe there is bamboo in but Suffolk. He's... But I thought he'd gone to a lot of effort. So, like, is of... there bamboo in Suffolk? I mean, there might be in shops. <laughs> But Basically, just, I think it's pretty easy to buy pamphlets. Basically, he's got some bamboo. I think it would have been easier to get a bunch of carnations from the garage well, than course. it would be to go and get lucky bamboo. Which I've just decided it's lucky. He didn't say it was lucky, but no, he just lucky. said his. Well, it's bamboo. lucky for Lovejoy though because Stick it means it he can, down your cast and he can itch your his itch. leg. 
You can itch his legs, so it was quite yeah. Yeah. But except the leaves come off the bamboo shoot, don't they? Oh, and get stuck inside you just his went, Oh, you can see that happening. That's, oh, that makes you know what? I started scratching. I started scratching. It's like, it's like if um, somebody, somebody starts talking about bed bugs or something. Yeah, and, and you start, start scratching. And for, oh, yeah. I was really confused at this point because I thought that sort of like Lovejoy and Lady Jane were kind of in business together. Like she's an interior designer. Yeah. He's an antique dealer. So obviously they can work together. He can provide furniture for her interior design. But actually in this scene, it seems more like, like Lady Jane's actually part of Lovejoy Antiques, the business. Yeah. Is that what we're meant to well, uh, Maybe she's... she must be because she was in that meeting where Eric was chairing that time. Yeah. So she must have a share. I suppose maybe she's got money. Yeah, she's got money. But I thought that um, Tinker and Jane in this scene were like Eric's parents. <laughs> like there was all this loud music and they were like trying to have this serious discussion. Oh, there was a little bit, wasn't it? Oh, it was me. really sweet. He is, a, I mean, he is meant to be. I he's don't think he's quite a teenager, but he's meant yeah. to be like early 20s, isn't he? Yeah. See, I, so at this point, I was actually quite prescient. So they then talk about, like, numismatics, which I actually knew because my brother used to collect coins. Numismatics <laughs> is the uh, study of coins and notes. And um, Eric makes a joke, like, I couldn't do the old numismatics. Um, but basically, they, they've kind of done a bit of research on this note, on the banknote, to find out what it's about. Obviously, discover that it is worth a lot of money. Um, but they've also found out that one of the leading experts in numismatics is none other than Sir Desmond Clark. So what? I, I, I put at this point, fishy. Yes. Then yes. I actually wrote, which I'm quite impressed with myself, did he know it was there and get it broken on did purpose? Did he know it was there? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I mean yes. He, he put he, it there. He, oh, okay, ignore it. <laughs> but, no, but I was quite impressed that I he thought that he might have something to do with it. Oh, maybe point. he didn't put it there, but he did, did he, did he definitely yeah. put it there, though? I, yeah. Well... Yes. In that case, cut that bit out because I'm being an idiot. <laughs> Let's go to the blue. I mean, unless I just didn't understand it. Well, I think you were meant to infer that he did. But, but it that's wasn't the thing. Really infer. I mean, it did it. Okay, it did infer. But I just... It's a bit like Natasha and Eric's sex life. Well, it was inferred. True. And yet I found that more explicit. Um, anyway, so we're like, hmm, this is all looking a bit fishy. And then we go back to the hospital. And there's a weird close-up of Lovejoy's leg. Where uh, Tinker has signed his cast. Oh, he does! That's <laughs> quite sweet. And, and not in wobbly writing at all. So he must have been sober when he did it. <laughs> he wasn't feeling playful when he signed the cast. Uh, maybe they didn't let him in when he was a bit pissed. And then the doctor very... I, I've just written all of this. The doctor is very unprofessional. The doctor very unprofessional. Oh, I love this. I love this bit. I mean, it was helpful. D- does, yeah. some, does some random keyhole surgery on Lovejoy's cast by drilling a hole in the cast to like and using keyhole surgery implements to get the leaves Lovejoy out. looks terrified and it's that look again that you've seen on a boat <laughs> on a submarine he's actually a wuss he's scared of every I mean I'd be scared if somebody came at me with a drill in my leg to be fair but it's the he does those comedy scared eyes yeah, so well yeah, yeah. it was yeah. very yeah. funny and you hear the drill I think before you see it's like also, mm, it before really... you see the drill I thought it was a I really accomplished bit of television. I, I thought it was the right funny. word to to have the like the view of the little tweezer things going in and inside the cast, and they yeah. obviously had got like a little microscopic camera to yeah. do it. It was pretty cool. It was cool, but I don't know if I did want to see a close up of Ian McShane's leg hair. If I'm brutally no. honest, but then and then Desmond Clark turns up again. He's like, and the doctor, that's what I mean about him being famous, because the doctor seems to know who oh, he yes, is. Yes, as, yes, in not just, as in not just who he is, like, Lovejoy knows him, but as in, oh, Sir Desmond Clark. Because as he's a, a surgeon, right? That's the other part of it, because I've written what? down, 
And now we discover Sir Desmond is also a surgeon, but I might no, still have I, been reeling from the previous I, dream I, sequence. I don't think we learn that he's a surgeon. But isn't that why she's like, oh, but I studied under your... Doesn't she say something like, but I studied with I such thought she and did, such yeah. and he worked with you and I was like... Because uh, it's at that point that he's I... He's a surgeon! Well, it was at this he... point that I went... Oh, so you so got it earlier, knows. and then at this point I was like, oh, hang on a minute. And I never got it at all, Could he have got into the pig? I was well, too yeah. busy thinking about love, joy, about, sorry, Eric and, <laughs> yeah, Eric's sex life. I was just too distracted. Because what we learn, obviously, from this is that the, the whole, the doctor's drilled in Lovejoy's cast doesn't show up on an x-ray. Mm. So, and she says something like, oh, the mark of a good surgeon is that they don't leave one. And then Lovejoy's like, ding! And so I, this is when I twigged. I was like, did he, meaning Desmond, did he do surgery on pig? <laughs> but I didn't I mean, twig that he is so a surgeon. But that would make sense because that's how he'd have that's access. That's how he'd learn. Well, also how he'd yeah. have access to the equipment. Okay. I just thought he was some random, like, very famous man. But if he's a famous doctor. <laughs> so anyway, so as, in, as often happens in Lovejoy, they then embark on this. So they figure out, they basically figured out, okay, Desmond did surgery on the pig, put the banknote in there. <laughs> it's not a phrase you get to use very often, is surgery. it? And then he and did then, surgery and then, on a pig. And then, you know, put the characters... I mean, how he did all of this, I don't know, but he basically shows that it's possible. And so they embark on an elaborate ruse. So rather than just saying, Desmond, we know what you're up to, they... Well, they, they have to have an elaborate ruse. At least it didn't involve a boat this time, or a suit of armour, or... Yeah. Tinker and Jane so steal a pig... Yeah, like from Desmond. Pretending that they've broken it. Yeah. But then I didn't get oh, that yes. at all, because, like, basically, so they go, go see Desmond. Because they got, want to break a second one, that's why. He's oh. got a collection of, like, these 14th century fakes, as he says. It's like, oh, yeah, I've got a few of these 14th century fakes, handily. And, um... Like you do. I mean, t- haven't we all Basically, Tink picks one up to, you know, basically steals one, puts it in his coat, and then drops pieces of a pig on the floor. But what were the pieces? Weren't they from the original pig? But then... It oh, but they can't have been, because Sir so Desmond exactly, x-rayed it. Exactly. So where were they from? And maybe they were just some random bits of terracotta. Would it not have been off? Anyway, they pretend to break it and Desmond's like, oh, how could you? And they sort of run off. I suppose they have got previous for breaking a pig before. And then they basically, they run off with this pig and they take it to Flat Feely, who does the keyhole surgery on it. Why I is mean, he doing it? With I the didn't compl- understand I guess because he knows how to do Chinese characters. Yeah, but he didn't know how to do... I was going to say Chinese keyhole surgery. That's <laughs> kind they of... invented that like... as well. <laughs> I think it is actually said at one point that they did something they didn't invent, isn't it? Uh, they did invent medicine, uh, as, yeah, really, yeah. as is pointed out earlier on. Um, so yeah, like so he puts the inscription inside. Basically, they're, they're going to do like a you know a fake pig to kind of demonstrate how d- yeah. Sir Desmond did his fake pig. And then this is when we have all the double entendres, which are a little bit. So basically, we leave the hospital. We go back to Love to Antiques, where we hear. Eric and Natasha's voices, or basically Eric's voice from outside, and it's the whole... I'm going to ask Lovejoy to it, because I think they got it on. Um, but it's a bit rapey. Um, that's why I couldn't stop when you asked me to. Ooh. I oh, my God, I like didn't that. even notice that. That's really bad. It what was does that really, say about me? It was really creepy. That's awful. I didn't like it at all. I like... And oh it, no, I got there that that was a double entendre. That they're yeah. not talking about sex. I just I got them feeling more from their body language when you actually go in and when you, you see, see them, them they're they're actually, they were very up. close and snuggled up. It wasn't the the words were clearly meant to be funny. Or, or, or yeah, maybe. I mean, I know, okay. but but I just I got the impression from how close they were, given that they were shouting at each other when we last saw them. Maybe this is our misogyny of the week. I it's, just didn't want to say it because it's, it's Eric. awful. And then he's like, "Oh, you've only had a bit of touching up before." So. Oh no no, they were yeah, but he's talking, talking about, about the bike. bike. But I but see I Helen's mean, point. I mean, it's not 
right that you should switch those two things out I see what head. you mean yeah the fact that that is the double entendre that was used is perhaps not wouldn't be done now it wouldn't maybe. be done now you couldn't oh, no, stop, actually, I couldn't stop I'm trying to think to. of any double entendres that aren't a bit yeah but most of them are, as you say on. most of them are not rapey it was very I, I wrote a bit rapey <laughs> Oh. So anyway, well, but, she's ruined it now, and they're they're, they're, they're looking cosy. But I, I mean, they're fully clothed. And they, but the implication is that they've been working on the bike because now the bike because the bike oh, yes. is ready. working on the because bike because that's what they're the talking bike. about in double entendre style. And the bike is now complete, and they're looking sort of exhausted. The point is, they've been working. <laughs> on the, I mean, you believe what you like, but I am right. You can do work and have sex. Mm-hmm. Like if you're good at your work, at the same you can time. get both of the things done while shagging. Well, you, no, you can have a break. Oh, no, you can have a break. You cannot do the two simultaneously. You get oil everywhere. <laughs> and then... <laughs> so... <laughs> anyway. Like, I, leave time marks. I think Skin that marks. they did. Oh, Polly. <laughs> I'm disgusting. sorry. I've had a lot of wine. Carry on. <laughs> disgusting. Um, and then Desmond turns back up to the hospital. Um, and... They're all gathered. I don't know why, on what pretense they're all there, but anyway, Flat Feely is there, and he breaks. That's why he was like, "Oh, I need to give. We need to give you back your pig that we stole. Oh, whoops! I've broken it." And then basically, it's a way to show to Mister Chan, Chan, who is yeah. also there inexplicably. I'm not sure why they're all there. Um, that, yeah, why are they all? Yeah, there? I mean, do they not have visiting hours in this hospital that allows a limited number of people? No, there's literally ten people around Lovejoy's bed. I guess it's just yeah. Maybe he's gone private. We have to suspend our disbelief at this point. That would explain the um, above and beyond nature of the doctor. <laughs> I've read <laughs> you get you get keyhole surgery for a bit, for a leaf if he's gone private. Because I've written like doctor gets ridiculously involved. Yes. Well, the NHS was maybe better funded. Oh, it wasn't though because it was the last Tory government. It was <laughs> Oh, that's what my... Apparently, that's what my advice back. The Tory government, great. Um, So, basically, this is their way of proving that he probably forged it, and they suggest carbon dating the note, which he's resisted doing before, because they were like, well... He didn't want to spoil the integrity of it. And so that's kind of that. That's kind of that storyline wrapped up. We've but, proved that Sir Desmond Clark is a forger. But he goes to run away, and then they trip him up. And he is an old man. Doesn't matter. I mean, I know he's it. in the hospital, but I was a bit. That actually shocked me. Where I was like, "What are you doing? Could have killed him." He's a dick. Well, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, I didn't feel too sad. I didn't waste my, uh, you know. Um, and then the, so that's the denouement of that story. And the denouement of the other story is basically the the German comes back to look at the bike that Eric and Natasha have restored. They're sort of doing this. It's quite funny, actually. They basically made it look like Lawrence of Arabia's bike, and they're dropping all these hints that it could be Lawrence of Arabia's bike, but pretending that they don't know that they've made a bike that looks like Lawrence of Arabia's bike. I mean, if that makes any sense Yeah, so they're kind of like, oh, the handlebars are a bit weird, but I'm sure it's fine, and there's a bit of a rattle in the fuel tank. Oh, that was the bit about, oh, I'm sorry, I can't keep this up, I'm going to have to tell him there's a rattle in the fuel tank. Yeah, And it's got these old coins in it from when Lawrence was around. Yeah, his swagger stick is, like, in the front, and... but they're but they're pretending like they're pretending that they don't know that it looks like it could be Lawrence's, which obviously this was very. Tall. I mean, oh, and I will a bit say far, at some it? point somebody calls Natasha the owner of Eric's Bruff, which I think insinuates that they did have sex. Yes, yeah, see, Helen's <laughs> face. Eric is called a Bruff. That's the name of the bike. Yeah, but. Come on, what is it? I mean, stop winding me up, it's not funny. Okay, I'll stop now, sorry. 
Um, I'll stop now. So I bet she was being genuinely serious there. This so I'm going to be quiet. So basically, the <gasps> the German buyer is is like, oh yeah, um, oh I will buy this. You know, basically buys it for twenty three k because he thinks it might be Lawrence of Arabia's, and everyone's happy. It was it was perfect. It was a really good. It, that ending. That was a good ending. And it wasn't all crammed in in the last five minutes. No, no it wasn't. It was, at all. It it was, was crammed in from maybe, the beginning to the end. Maybe it's because Ian McShane directed it, and it was much better paced. This episode, I did think it was well. paced. It was much better paced. It was yeah. It was a really good episode. I liked this episode a lot. I felt like the cast themselves were having a lot of fun, and they I were, think the, so. the chemistry was really there. And I wonder if that has to do with the direction I don't know I'm not saying that the other directors aren't any good but I just I know that when you watch something and something is off and you can't work out what it is so like the actors are good the, the plot is good the scenery is good or whatever and you can't work out what's wrong it's always that the direction is wrong so in this case I can't put my finger on what was particularly good or better about it I just know that it was which makes me think well it must be the direction then it was good. Yeah, I think it was the direction. It was very good. I definitely do. I definitely I do. would give it eight and a half out of ten. You see, I know you both... Oh, I know Em would love it because she's God, biased with yeah, her boyfriend. There's, there's, there's I'm probably going to give it a seven, and I don't know why, because it kind of had all of the bits. I think it was because... You did say you had to watch it twice. I did have to watch it twice, and I think there were so many good episodes in this series that I'm probably not viewing it fairly. I think I'm viewing it in the context of this series, mm. and I love the one with the hot house flowers. I know we've got smoky nose coming up, so we've got love knots, which is really lovely as well. We've had angel trousers, which was hilarious. So I think yeah, I'm give it a seven, good. and I think if it was in another series, I might give it an eight. Yeah, but I'm going to give it a seven. Well, I'm going to give it a ten. I don't feel like I don't feel like any. I'm going to test the title because of the eyeshadow. I think we're like we need. I'd give it a ten even if I hadn't seen it. I feel like we need like a little jingle to play when someone gives a ten out of ten. I'll cut in a ten out of ten jingle when we figured out what happened. Ten. There you go. And oh, I, what, what I learned is I know nothing about Lawrence of Arabia. No, I know nothing about Lawrence of Arabia. I want to know Arabia. more, I'm and so I'm ashamed. going to shame. What did you learn? I feel like he sounds like a very interesting man. I mean, I also learned that keyhole surgery is a lot more elaborate than I realised. <laughs> I need to have keyhole surgery on my knee at some point. Maybe you'll find a leaf in there. And maybe I'll find that's, a that's maybe, what was that's, me. maybe that's what has buggered <laughs> my knee. Oh, a Chinese banknote and some writing. Yeah, they'll, they'll open up my knee and go, that's why she's not been able to run properly yeah. for years. There's an old one hand note. Yeah, I've <laughs> been there for many centuries. Yeah, I learned a little. My knee is worth something. Maybe I could pay for the surgery privately. Then I could have 10 people come and visit me <laughs> while I'm recovering from my keyhole surgery it'd be brilliant it's all supposed sorted. to be a doctor what's, what's your antique of the week or oh, no, what have you, you learned you've learned I've learned that the television you watch when you're 12 will affect you for the rest of your life <laughs> nah just in case you listen to this that Emma's blaming her uh, obsession with eyeliner clad men on seeing Eric of Arabia when she was about 10 but it, what was very interesting about it was I know that I've seen that episode before, but I didn't know I'd seen it before until I started watching it, which makes me think that I just repressed it. And I wish that you could have seen my face during that dream sequence, because I, I don't think I've ever pulled that expression in my whole life. It's like just this, what is happening? Look of kind of weird recognition. Anyway, it was problematic, uh. but very enjoyable. 
Um, I know what my antique of the week is. Go on. My antique of the week is, because I've always loved this kind of antique, is um, when Jane's first with Sir Desmond, and she's she's been kind of dispatched to be Lovejoy because he's in hospital, she's holding an Etsuki, um, which is like a little carved thing that you use to... Hold your robes together. Which I always thought was Japanese, so I actually went and looked it up and they had them in Japan and China. So Oh there you go. But it's lovely, it's like a skull and it's got like a snake or something going around it. It's really nice. I didn't even and notice it. I always wanted one. Like I read about them in like the Disney Encyclopedia when I was tiny, like seven or something. And I really liked them then. And to, so to see one again I was like, that's my actual antique, not just of the week, but just genuine. one that I really want to get. I'd love to have one of those. I'm not sure what mine is. I think mine might just have to be the little piggy. The second oh, little just, piggy. They were cute. The, 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 the piggy that's there just to show that Sir Desmond Clark is, a, is up to no good. He's a piggy. Yeah. I, oh. Do you know what? I know nothing about motorbikes at all, but I like... I'm going to go with the motorbike because I quite like anything with a historical association. It's why I quite like Mussolini's nose when yeah. we're talking about Mussolini's yeah. nose. I like... The idea of mystery and the idea of owning anything where you go, I wonder who sat on that, or I wonder who read yeah. that, yeah. Or who wrote yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the bike, even though the Lawrence Arabia uh, connection was questionable to say the least. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Oh, it was a great. Episode. It was a great. Absolutely. I feel bad that we're only giving it a seven. Loved I don't know it. why I have. I can't explain. I think just because I'm looking at it within a a, a broader context. Yes. All episodes of Love Joy ever. Well, that was great. We enjoyed that very much. Follow us on Twitter. I'm going to put a poll up about whether they were having sex or not. I'm obsessed with this. They definitely were. Well, follow us on at Pod, and you can tell us your opinion. <laughs> yeah, Twitter sure or Instagram. Twitter or Instagram. We need to get up to 200 followers. We haven't quite got 200. Oh, we got can like nearly do it. Tell your friends. 192. Tell your friends. Get them to follow us even if they've never heard of Lovejoy. We Love need Joy. eight people. Even if they think it's Reverend Lovejoy, just get them to follow us. And then <laughs> Tim Lovejoy. Or Tim Lovejoy. Oh, no, but Helen doesn't like I really do like Tim Lovejoy. Um, and uh, check us a couple of quid on uh, Patreon oh, and we can carry amazing. on buying our pizzas and having a drink. That, that would be amazing. Patreon.com slash Lovejoy actually. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.